welcome to season two of Tell Me About the Podcast. This week we are starting off the season by talking about working on versus working in your business. We hope you enjoy. Dad. Hey Beth, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I suppose we should now call you Mrs. Nicholson, of course. Yep. Big thing that we did on the break was get me married. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a fantastic day it was too. Really good. All the planning you put into it came together on the day perfectly. Yeah, it was fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> do I have to divorce Robbie and then yeah, that's, that's <laughs> we can right. do it again? Yes. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not go there. And then uh, what else have we done this event? You attended a young chef and sommelier awards slash through to the next round event uh, yes well it was it was the the, the national um awards dinner for the, our dining group the chen de rotisseurs that we're involved in we run this competition every year to establish from regional organizations a winner for the uk in both categories of chef and sommelier and those were announced from the shortlisted successful candidates at this dinner in london it was really nice very worthy winners young chef from the savoy won the um young chef uh, competition and uh, yeah a, a young lady um young sommelier uh, our winner announced uh, works at medler uh, both of those now go on to international competition. We now represent the UK internationally to find the global winner for the Schenderotisers Young Chef, Young Sommelier. I think the Young Chef competition is in Istanbul a little later on this year. I'm not quite sure where the Young Sommelier event is, but um, we shall follow their um, fortunes uh, closely and see how well they can we can, we can do. We've uh, got a bit of a good track record, the British, in, um, in these competitions, I'm pleased to say. Okay, so... This week, to get back into it, you're going to tell me about working on versus working in. That's right. That's right. A very important component of starting up your own business and of proving yourself as a young entrepreneur or any entrepreneur. So what do we mean by working in and working on? They're terms, I think, that we've touched on on a couple of occasions in previous episodes. If we think of working in the business as doing the business right, then we could think of working on the business as doing the right business. So the choices about what to do and how to do them are working on, some might call that strategy, and executing on the agreed plan is working in. When the entrepreneur is working up their business plan from the outline stage all the way through to the beginning of the execution. They're working on their business pretty much full time. Even prototyping of services or products is working on your business, your business plan, your business execution. It's only when you reach a point that you actually start earning money out of the service or product that is at the heart of your business that you start working in your business. And the great risk for many of the young entrepreneurs that I've met and worked with is that they get all consumed by working in their business and stop working on it. Cost to that is short-term hiatus of activity leads to short-term success and there is a point at which either the business runs out of steam, the entrepreneur runs out of steam or that there has been insufficient change and development of the direction of the business, its products, its services, its marketing, whatever it might be, that it 
the business starts to become irrelevant. The business starts to get left behind within the competitive landscape that it's working on. So maintaining a degree of time spent working on your business is going to keep answering that question. Are we doing the right business whilst your working in time is doing whatever business you've chosen to do right? Give some examples perhaps of what working on the business looks like after the point of startup. It's really about having time and space to think, talk, read, network, attend events. Find new ideas that can help to innovate within your, your business and look for efficiencies and different ways of doing the things that you're already doing. So systemization, stopping doing something for a while and thinking about how you're doing it. Can it be done in a different way? Can you do it cheaper, faster, better? Is it better outsourced rather than being done by you within your organization? That's a great piece of time spent working on your business, a component of the business, let's say. It might be improving an existing system. It could be designing or introducing new and additional systems. The outcome of such working on time should be that you're finding ways to do more with less do things with a greater degree of consistency. These are foundations of successful businesses in, in all counts. Problem solving. Problem solving is another great thing you can do that is working on your business. Don't work around the problems. Don't be superficial in the way that you solve your problems. Look to try and work on that problem to find a solution which is sustainable should the problem recur. Then you're getting a long-term outcome from your time spent problem solving rather than just doing it on the fly whilst working in your business. And I think then growth is generally going to come from the time that the entrepreneur can find to spend working on their business. That's where the innovation piece comes in. That's, a, that's about thinking stuff up, as crazy as it may seem. It's about almost revisiting that, that clear space that the entrepreneur started with when they had the merest glimpse of an idea that became their business plan that led to their startup. It's trying to find time that enables you, and not just time, time and space where you can think things through, think stuff up, find those new ideas, explore ideas, try and get to a go, no-go situation on them as quickly as you can. It's good to throw stuff out have lots of ideas that go nowhere or just become notes on a scrap of paper that you're going to keep in your desk or a note in an application on your phone or whatever. Keep everything moving, stay flexible. These are things that you can do that are working on your business. I think one of the um, things that is good at the moment for helping you to work on your business is automation. So, for example, if your business is something that uses social media to increase your visibility and whatnot, then you can use a various, there's, I mean, there's loads of different options out there, but apps, I use Plan Only, to set up Instagram for a month. So I'll take a day and find all of my posts for a month, put them all in, do the captions, set up reminders, so then... On the day I just get a reminder and I just have to post it. And I do five minutes before posting, commenting on other people's posts and getting engagement up, then post it and then five minutes afterwards. And that one day of do like setting it up for a month 
then means every day it's just a 10 minute task to just well not every day every time i post it's a 10 minute task to get it done it's a great example of efficiency of doing more with less to my mind the working on piece of that was the decision to take the application on Mm -hmm. to learn how to use it that was all working on and mm-hmm. then working in is utilizing it after you've designed designed the way the system's going to help your company that mm-hmm. is working on and now you're one one day a month and every five minute triggers and tickles etc are you working in but working in much more efficiently now that you worked on the way to handle your social media presences through mm-hmm. those various channels it's a great example I think um, uh, other aspects to working on that we need to touch on under the heading of growth again, and that is the the idea that it is incumbent upon all businesses to grow. Perfectly satisfactory for um, a sole trader to want to just work on their own, sufficient to bring in a living which they've set for themselves as, as the income they need. But actually, true entrepreneurs will will want to see their businesses grow. And the best way to grow a business is either to find new products for the existing markets that you're in or to find new markets for the products or services which you've already got. Finding new products for new markets is diversification by definition and not to be encouraged really at all in terms of the business that you're working in. That's really getting back to the roots of entrepreneurialism and seeing another opportunity for something different to a different group of people or businesses. That's another startup that you may or may not choose to do at some stage in parallel with your existing business or at some stage in the future when whatever the project is that you're currently working on has come to an end. But if we set aside diversification, which would be working on in its extre- in, in the most extreme example because you're going to have to business plan, etc. But working on where you can sell more of the products or services you've got and working on what other things might the market that you've opened up with your current products and services need. Those are great growth functions that the entrepreneur really needs to perform and they are all under the working on heading without any question. Funding, um, if you need more money to continue to develop your business, buy in your stock, um, advance fund aspects of the, the work that you're doing, then that's working on, finding your sources of funding, putting them into place that will all be working on as well and acquiring more resource decide making the decision to hire more people how how does that what's the what's the effect on the company's structure the company's diagram of divisions and responsibilities etc how is that being impacted by new hires um, it could be merger and acquisition is a way that you're going to acquire uh, m- more resources within your business and that would all require working on time to be invested to make those decisions correctly in the interests of your business and all the time that that's happening of course with a bit of luck the business is continuing to do what it does so there is working in the business going on alongside working on the business we think that up to the point of startup the entrepreneur was spending 100% of their time working on their business. Probably in the early period, maybe a few months, half a year, they are probably working in their business quite intensely. And that has to be allowed, of course. But there is a point fairly quickly into the life of the company where working on time needs to be allocated. And I suppose the question that I've been asked several times is how much time is, is right 
it's got to vary for everybody. There has to be a specific amount. I would suggest that if the business is in its very early stages and it might just still be the entrepreneur, there may be one or two or a few employees in the company at that stage, I would think the entrepreneur probably wants to have a half a day a week, maybe 10% of their time allocated to think about their business, identify the things that need to be worked on that will bring through improvements, iron out creases that have developed within the the business. And then as the business grows and the entrepreneur finds themselves more leaning more towards management and leadership within their business than actually doing the business, then the working on time should increase because key responsibilities of management and leadership are to work on the things you're managing and leading. So I would expect an entrepreneur who is not really involved further in actually earning the money that the company earns, so doing the business right, then that entrepreneur probably is now going to go to a majority of their time working on their business, observing how the business is run, looking for areas of improvement, thinking about what are the next steps for the business in terms of its growth, finding new opportunities out there in in the marketplace and for new products and services, prototyping. All of that, elements of the original business planning process start to come back into play again, but now they are coloured by the texture and tone of the business that's already been created and is moving forward at that time so I think we go from 100% while we're getting to the point of startup to possibly 0% for a period of time as I say one to six months whatever that might be then I think the the entrepreneur needs to get into 10% 20% etc of their time working on their business and ultimately expect to spend the majority of their time working on the business rather than working in the business. That's the point where you need to learn to delegate and get people in to do the... Very much so, yes. I mean, there's so many aspects of allowing the entrepreneur to be comfortable in the working on space. And one of those is trust. One of those is having got the right people in the right positions in your business who are correctly motivated, correctly tasked, targeted, managed, led then you can start to breathe out a little bit knowing that in their capable hands are the parts of your business that make the whole thing turn and progress generates profits generates cash that's mm-hmm. that's all we really want out of these businesses that they make profits they make cash everybody then is happy because the whole thing is running smoothly but we'll talk about that that's kind of around managing suppliers managing customers i know we're going to talk about that in, a, in another episode let me say a few words about what I think working in the business is, it comprises. Um, so we've, we've talked a bit about what working on the business should comprise. Working in the business, of course, has as its outcome satisfied customers, suppliers, staff, the realisation of profits and positive cash flow. If all of that's happening, then somebody's working in the business and uh, working well within the business. They're doing the business right. They're working in it. Um, to get those things done. So it's about the production of the product or service. It's about sales and marketing. These are all working in the business. Project fulfillment or sales fulfillment, whether that be project management, delivery, packaging, shipping, after-sales services, uh, both proactive after-sales service and troubleshooting for customers post-sales. 
and support services within the company, the finance function, IT if there is such a thing anymore, human resource management, these are all items that are working in the business. And if it's if the uh, entrepreneur starts up their business as a sole trader, it's all going to fall on their shoulders to get all of the above done and then find time to work on the business as well. And sometimes it can be a bit like a bit of a chicken and an egg situation. You know, what comes first? Do I do I grow my business so I can work on it or do I work on my business so I can grow it? And it's different for everybody, I think. There are no solid golden rules to follow in this respect other than being constantly conscious that one needs to find time to work on your business or it will stagnate. As long as we accept that, then the entrepreneur will be constantly, I hope, challenging their time management to create slugs of time where they can just kick back with a coffee, put their feet up and think stuff up think stuff through, see what they can find to improve their existing business or move the business on forward. I guess a lot of that thinking time is, I think, in the past episodes we've talked about, you know, when you have an idea in the middle of the night and you need a notebook next to your bed to just jot it down or first thing in the morning, those are the idea times. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, ideal idea times. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and yeah, capitalising on those, um, putting those to one side and saying, right, I'm going to have a couple of hours on Friday. I'm going to have extended lunch break on Friday. I'm going to have a sandwich and a cup of coffee. And I'm going to go through my notes of the past couple of weeks that I've been making of all those stupid things that run through my mind. Because somewhere in there, there's something that's workable. Somewhere in there, there's something that's got legs. Hmm. I was talking recently to a local business owner and he was saying that he's, he's just opening another um, shop. And he has all of these ideas floating around and he keeps catching himself you know working on an idea that he doesn't need to do yet and he's kind of avoiding the big decisions or the decisions that he's less confident in by working or researching and thinking up ideas on new things he could add to the business rather than just making those tough decisions and and there's there's an interesting point in, in in what you say as well and that is around um, getting carried away with the working on piece um, and ending up taking your eye off the ball. That's uh, a big risk that uh, can happen from time to time is that somebody's got so many ideas and um, is constantly coming, dreaming stuff up and off, investigating bits and bobs um, that they as I say, take their eye off the ball. And uh, before you know it, the, the, the startup that they've got has found itself in trouble, probably run out of cash, all of the usual reasons. Um, and they then have no platform off which to make these next steps to fulfill this continuous entrepreneurial spirit, which they're demonstrating, which is great and needs to be harnessed but but there's got to be some order in there's got to be some structure and the you know the the successful serial entrepreneur is the one who gets each thing to a point at which it's got nice smooth flow in the way that it operates it's being run by people who are trusted in the right positions to do the right job Um, and then the entrepreneur can use that as a foundation or a platform to go off in different directions but the 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 uncontrolled entrepreneur who's just constantly dreaming stuff up and believes everything that he or she dreams up can be done is unlikely to succeed at anything in my experience
there is an analogy that um, is often referred to, and that is that of the working in the business is akin to hacking through a deep jungle with machetes. And the only way we're ever going to know that we're hacking in the right direction is if somebody keeps climbing a tree very occasionally to get above the canopy to work out where we're going. Otherwise, we could easily be going around in circles of double-backed on ourselves, um, be taking a, uh, a zigzag line where we need to be taking a straight line. We won't know that whilst we're down in the weeds of the jungle hacking with our machetes. Mm. So that's working in, and the guy or girl who's climbing up the tree to check which direction we're going in is working on mm-hmm. the business. So Makes someone's sense. got to know what direction we're going in while everybody else is sweating profusely over making the making the progress mm-hmm. happen yeah, yeah. a couple of other examples of, of where working in and working on become quite closely entwined in my opinion w- would be in reviewing um your profit and loss accounts um so the production of a profit and loss statement is going to be working in the business probably not done by the entrepreneur done by a bookkeeper or outsourced accountancy services um but Taking time to look at the numbers and rather than just take, uh, taking them as read, looking at them and saying, okay, yes, that's that's what I thought it was going to be or I don't understand it fully. Um, actually take the time, learn what a profit and loss account is telling you and then read it and think about it. So that's what I do with my various companies when we have management meetings. We take the P&L statements as read and then we talk about what they are telling us. What do they mean? What in there is interesting? Trends, exceptions. There are ideas that regularly come out of looking at P&Ls which can help to reduce costs, uh, increase income. Um, In one of my companies in the last few months, as a result of looking at the fast increasing costs of what I call merchant services, this is the fees that one pays to take payments by credit card, we um, thought through very carefully as a management team the introduction of a credit card surcharge. And it had to be done very carefully. It's a market that's quite fickle about precisely how much money it pays. A lot of our customers are repeat spend customers and don't like those kind of changes. They, if anything, they would want us to reduce our costs to them, not increase them. But we carefully managed that through and we now have between 80 and 90% recovery every month of the several thousand dollars that we pay in merchant services fees. And that's gone straight to the bottom line effectively um, because it's cancelled out the direct cost and all of that started by us questioning the P&L, not just reading the P&L. We were working on the introduction of the surcharge um, after we'd worked in the business by getting the numbers out and understanding them in the first place. Well, thank you for coming back for season two, episode one of Tell Me About the Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we will be discussing managing customers and suppliers. As always, keep an eye on our Instagram at tellmeaboutpod and our website tellmeaboutpod.com for updates from us. And please follow, like and review to help others to find us too. (laughs) 